Hi, welcome to the Get Strong and Healthy podcast. My name is Anna Clow. Thank you for being here. Today, we have a special guest coming back on the show, Shelly Belk. Shelly is my coach, uh, and I'm very excited to have you on today, Shelly. And we're going to be talking all about the science of breathwork. So, Shelly, if you could first introduce yourself, um, share a little bit about you, and then we can get into today's topic. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited. Repeat guest here. <laughs> um, yeah, so for those of you that don't know me, my name is Shelly Belk. I am, all right, are you ready? I have like a million titles. I am a behavior analyst. I am a trauma-informed master life coach, and I am now a breathwork facilitator. Um, and, you know, in a world where there's like a million certifications, like I really picked this one because of how strongly I feel like it benefits behavior change because underneath your behaviors are emotions that are not being felt and looked at and needs that aren't being met. And that's all driving your, your behaviors. And a lot of the time, um, you know, people think like, well, okay, like maybe I need like therapy for these kinds of things. And really like the way that we're starting to understand mental health, emotions are not meant to be talked about like over and over and over. They're meant to be felt. They're meant to be experienced. This is why people can be stuck in therapy for like decades and decades and decades. And so for, for me, I mean, I'll just talk about my own experience first. Like it's completely changed my life doing um, the particular style of breath work that I'm uh, trained in because you don't, there's no talking about it. It's all feeling. And then you're making space for the change that you're looking to create. So um I know I kind of I already kind of jumped in here, but it just in terms of like how like why why would a behavior analyst want to be a breathwork facilitator? Um, there is so much more than to behavior change than habits. There is like absolutely the emotional side of things that we get to look at, and I think breathwork is just a really amazing vehicle for that. Yeah, um, I just you touched on therapy, and I had the same kind of experience. It's like you're it's almost like you're just continuing to like reinforce um, maybe like this is, you know, my issue or whatever. And I, I never really got like feedback or like, Hey, what about like trying this, you know? And, um, and, you know, coming to you kind of with all these different things, it's like, wow, now I'm actually like moving forward and I'm like able to like work through these things rather than just being like stuck in the cycle of um, I don't know, just like thinking that I'm broken, which, you know, is, is not the case. So, yeah. so cool. So tell me what is breath work? We're hearing it a lot right now in the health and wellness space. Um, what is it? What are the benefits of it? Um, and yeah. Yeah. I'd love to. Yes. It's definitely, I think in the health, health and wellness space becoming this buzzword. And I think it's a buzzword because it's amazing. <laughs> um, I think like many other ancient Eastern practices, the science is catching up to things like breath work, which is beginning to make it more mainstream. I think um, I'm originally from, from California and like the, this style of breath work, these classes are like everywhere. And like now I'm on the East coast and I think I'm like the only person in my, my town, even like county that that probably is doing these kinds of things um but i but honestly i think give it like i don't know 5 10 more years maybe less 
and this is going to be suggested just as, you know, how widely known yoga and meditation practices are in, in the wellness world or even in the trauma world. Um, because, I mean, breathwork's been around for literally thousands of years. Um, and there's a lot of different types. So like, that's really important to, to understand here. There's pranayama, which you're going to hear more of when it comes to yoga. This is like really slow type meditative breathing. I mean, there's, there's even within pranayama, there's a lot of different um, styles. There's like Wim Hof, which, you know, he's known as like the Iceman. So when you have like all the people in the wellness space that won't ever shut up about their um, cold plunges, like that's what they're talking about. It's like literally creating this heat inside of you while you're doing these cold plunges. Um, and then there's holotropic breathing, which is what I'm going to talk about today because I'm trained in what's called the reset breath, which is um, derived from, from that style of breathing. Um, so the benefits, I'm going to, let me talk a little bit about that. There's a lot of benefits to practicing conscious breathing. And I say conscious because your lungs are the only organ that's both involuntary and voluntary. Yes, it's the only organ that is both involuntary and voluntary. And I'll come back to this a little bit when when we talk about the science, but the benefits are just like out of this world when it comes to just your whole system, like you as a whole human. There's uh, respiratory effects. So research suggests that um, specific breathing patterns can influence your heart rate, your blood pressure, your brain activity, um, oxygenation levels in your body. Um, from like a stress reduction standpoint, when you're breathing, you are activating the parasympathetic nervous system. So that's really pro- uh, promoting relaxation and reducing stress, like again, in your whole system. It's helping lower cortisol levels, um, which is going to allow you to have this more like calming effect on the body. When it comes to your mood, breathing exercises have been found to alleviate symptoms of anxiety and improve your mood. Um, they can help you regulate emotional states, release trauma, decrease feelings of tension, uh, increase feelings of well-being. I'll explain how, more on this, how it relates to the reset breath. Um, and there's even studies that that show that breath work can support in pain management, which I think is so huge. I work with a lot of physical therapists who who help their clients through this. And pain is so tricky. There's absolutely an emotional component to this. So breathwork can help, um, again, from the emotional side, help release some of those stuck and stored emotions, but also can increase pain tolerance and um, reduce the perception of pain. So really wild stuff, like really amazing. And it's like, I I still to this day, I'm just like, dude, we're just doing this with our breath. Like it's, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I I did a for the listeners listening. I did a breathwork class with Shelly, and I left that feeling like I was like floating. Like it was the it was the most amazing experience. And I after that I went to dinner with a friend, and I was so like zenned out. Like it yeah. was it was awesome. So um, tell us a little bit more about what the reset breath is. Yeah. Yeah. So the reset breath, like I said, there's many different styles. This is what I'm specifically trained in. Um, And it gives you all the same benefits that I mentioned before, but this style of breathing is very different than what people think of when they think of 
slow nasal breathing, when they're thinking of like that kind of box breathing, the reset breath, um, the way that I hosted as a class, we're kind of, we're setting an intention. We're getting clear on maybe what we're breathing to. We're laying down. You breathe with your mouth open the whole time. Um, you're breathing to music. There's a scream that we do every single time. So again, this big emotional component to it, um, because this style of breathing is meant to, and can, I mean, everyone's, I think the beauty of this is everyone has such a different experience. Um, and it's just like, wow, like everyone really got what they needed from that session. Uh, but for the most part, it's meant to facilitate a lot of emotional and somatic release because we're stimulating the vagus nerve, which sends signals to the amygdala, which is your brain's emotional processing center. Um, and it's sending signals to the region of your brain that's responsible for your subconscious. So it's really normal to have a full spectrum of emotions, whether that's like crying or screaming or anger or laughter. Like that was the, honestly, that was the wildest thing for me when I just like couldn't stop laughing at one point. Um, but it's really because we're accessing those two parts of the brain. It's just a lot of emotions that have been suppressed and repressed for decades, honestly. Um, so again, I mentioned before, I think that this breathing is is already being seen for, for its effects for emotional, emotional wellness and trauma healing. And this is how we heal trauma. This is how we heal emotional wounds that have been stored, keeping you stuck, creating dis-ease, right? Disease, anxiety, chronic stress, because the body keeps the score and we need to work with the body. We need to work with like the whole system. The other thing too, um, with this style of breathing that the, the slower kind of what everyone thinks of like, oh, we, you know, download the apps for this style of breathing allows you to access higher states of consciousness because, and I can go into this more in the science, but because it also suggests that we are releasing DMT, which is the most potent psychedelic um, that your, and your body creates it. So we're like releasing a little bit of that, which attributes to like why you're feeling so blissed out and so Zen and all the things. Um, so yeah, it's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. <laughs> no way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just like, that was insane. DMT. I, I always hear Joe Rogan talking about uh, that, like psychedelic and the body. Really? Yep. So it's it mostly science believe that we mostly um, were releasing that at birth and at death. But it was like the only time science believed that we were releasing that. And now we are seeing, um, or science is starting to suggest, I don't think that there's like super, super hard evidence on this. I don't want to like misspeak here. Um, but that the, the way that we are breathing and what we are producing, um, is, is allowing us to release some of that DMT. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the vagus nerve. I'd love to talk a little bit more about that as that is something that, can have like a big impact on, you know, how you feel and kind of understanding what that is and, and how you can, um, yeah, kind of heal, I don't know, heal your vagus nerve, if that would be the right thing to say, but kind of like pay attention to that in, um, when it comes to how stressed we are on a daily basis. So if you could expand a little bit more there. Yeah. 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 So the vagus nerve is such a, is also like such a hot topic right now. And there's lots of 
um, ways that we can do like vagal toning, which is like singing and cold exposure and all these kinds of things. And the reset breath um, adds elements of this into that. So I mean, I'll explain the vagus nerve first. It's one of the most important nerves in the body. Um, it's a it's a long and complex nerve that originates in the brainstem and it extends through the whole body, connecting like different organs, such as the heart, the lungs, the digestive system, other major, major organs. Um, and like, again, like when we're breathing, we're breathing with our diaphragm, we're breathing the reset breath, we breathe up into our chest, we're using affirmations, we're using that throat, we're accessing like that top of the brainstem where the, the amygdala is, like we are using all of it when we're breathing. Um, and the the vagus nerve, it plays a really crucial role in regulating a lot of different bodily functions, um, including heart rate, digestion, respiration, immune response. So it makes sense why it's a big topic right now. Um, and especially again in the wellness, um, or like I should say more of like mental wellness world, it's shown that it has a significant back impact on mental health and, and how the body responds to stress and trauma. Um, so when we are breathing with our lungs and our diaphragm and our throat, like I said, it's following all that same, that same pathway as the vagus nerve. And then I had kind of mentioned before the nerve splits. And so it's splitting up towards the brainstem and then toward sending, um, sensory information to the amygdala. And then which honestly, like, okay, think about this. Like, it's so cool if you really truly think about this because we're accessing involuntary parts of our system voluntarily through our breath. Like if we're accessing our subconscious, whereas like 95% of our habits are our subconscious, right? The things that we picked up along the way, we're accessing or, or how we respond to stress, right? Like for me, I get like, no, like I'm definitely like a more of like a fight response type person. Some people like retract, they avoid, they want to numb. Like we are in, yeah, we are accessing involuntary parts of our system voluntary through our breath. Like it just like, it's so mind blowing. I hope like you, you all can let that land. Um, so if you do the reset breath enough times, there's going to be a moment and maybe it, and like for some, it's like the first time they breathe, but there's going to be a moment where there's a breakthrough because you are sending voluntary signals to your subconscious mind. And this, again, coming back to behavior change, this is how you shift things. This is where your self-sabotage that's holding you back because there's certain fears or scarcities or things that you don't even know are playing a role. This is where irrational fears or childhood beliefs are ruling you. Over time, you get to overcome these mindset blocks, these traumas, these emotional wounds because of where you are when you're breathing, because it's not happening in that really fearful place. Like you're, it's actually happening in a really blissed out place. Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is so cool. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to hear from you kind of a little bit more about like just the basics of the nervous system. We've talked a lot about like the vagus nerve and how this all plays a role in, you know, your um, state of being, but kind of just simplifying down for the listeners, uh, what is, what are like the different modes of the nervous system and kind of what, 
what does your body feel like with that and kind of what's happening in the body when you are in those different states? Yeah, no, this is a great question. Cause like, I, I know, you know how it is. Like we live in this echo chamber where you're just yes. like, is this stuff? <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. And then the, yeah. And it's like, we forget, oh, we need to kind of, yeah, maybe start with that, but yes, 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 yes. <laughs> okay. So as a trauma informed coach, um, we cannot ignore the nervous system and how it affects our well being. Like I said, um, you know, there's, yes, there's like the chill. Uh, well, yeah, let, let, I'll get into all that. So the reset breath is not that slow meditative type breathing that people think that it is because that is only accessing the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that rest and digest, which is where everyone's kind of talking about, we want to live there. Like we have too much stress. We want to like be in that rest and digest where, um, we're not scanning for danger. Our organs are like, yes. Okay. Like I can, I can be digesting this food because I'm not, I'm not up charged up ready because I'm getting chased by a lion. Um, and I keep kind of mentioning this is not slow meditative type breathing. I would never tell anyone to not do those things ever, 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 ever. They're amazing. Um, and there's so many health benefits to it. It's just when you do a class like this, where you're like, okay, yeah, I can sign up for a one hour class. I think to get the insane effects, because you can access like higher states of consciousness when you're meditating and things like that, but that's not the average person. The average person isn't like sitting on the top of a hill to like, just like, yeah, I'm going to fast for 24 hours and go on this meditative journey. Like, uh, uh-uh. people don't have time for that. People don't have the patience for that. Um, and so this breathing, like, like, you know me, I am not one for like quick fixes, but like, it really is, there is like this immediate feedback from breathing in this style. So doing the slow breathing, oh my God, yes, do it. <laughs> um, and the, the, the cool thing about doing the reset breath is that it's also accessing the other side of the autonomic nervous system. So when, when people are saying like nervous system work, right? The parasympathetic, that rest and digest, that where you feel calm, you're not stressed. That is one part of the autonomic nervous system. The other side of it is the sympathetic. And that is that fight or flight. Um, and the reset breath is actually accessing the sympathetic. And you're probably like, well, why the heck would anyone want to access that when everyone's telling me to do the opposite? And to understand, okay, so to understand this, we have to talk about the autonomic nervous system as a whole, right? Autonomic means automatic, meaning it's making decisions without you really having to think through the, the process, right? Like you're going to move your hand away from a hot stove. You're not thinking like, hmm, yeah, okay, I'm not, I don't know. Do you think it's hot? Like you're not questioning it. Like, should I, should I not? It just happens automatically, right? Um, same with like, going to the bathroom. Like, it's not like, uh, well, I don't know sometimes, right? Like at night, at night, I'm like, I don't know, can I just hold it? It'll be like getting down in my warm bed, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so kind of like I mentioned before, if we can access this part of us with our breath, this is extremely powerful because we get to begin to shift and stretch and change the shape of some of our emotional knee-jerk reactions again, without even having to talk about it. Um, because yeah, we're, we're access, 
I'm, this, there's like so much, there's so many like layers here. I want to like see if I can make it make sense um, in one podcast episode, you know? Um, so this, so the sympathetic, let's, let's go back to that. If you look at the, the autonomic nervous system, um, there are what's called ganglions, which are just nerve, nerve fibers. Um, and the, there are far less ganglions on the parasympathetic side. Like, so the sympathetic side, that, that fight or flight, there's almost like triple the amount. Okay. So humans are wired this way because we are meant to have big stress responses, right? So if we're only doing the slow, tight breathing, then, and we're only accessing the parasympathetic, that rest digest, then we're missing out on working with the whole autonomic nervous system, which have a lot of neural connections here. Again, talking about behavior change, what are we doing? We're creating new neural pathways. Um, And so the more that we can work with the sympathetic while we're having these kind of peak emotional experiences in the breath work and changing our beliefs and changing the way we feel about being in a fight or flight um, situation, then we like literally start changing like our entire being. Does this, is this making sense? (laughs) Yes. uh, I'm definitely kind of um, it's, it's like our, our emotions stored can like they drive a lot of, you know, what we do, right. Or you could argue like almost everything that we do. And so kind of like tapping into that, being able to like release those is something that, you know, can make a huge difference in like how you're able to like show up and and act in the world. Is that kind of accurate? Exactly. Because think about if you can, if you think back to things that you remember, it is likely because there was a peak emotional experience that was tied to that because your, your body and your brain's like, well, I need to remember this because it either scared the crap out of me. It made me feel unsafe or whatever. And I never want to do that again. Or it was like, I got so much love. I got so much, so much attention, all those things that like, I want to do that, continue to do that. And it's always tied back to a peak emotional experience. And so oftentimes when we're having these big cries or, or experiences in the breath work, one, we're replacing them. Like we're feeling really good afterwards. Whereas if we had like a fearful childhood experience, maybe our parents didn't know how to soothe us. And like the completion of that was not a pleasant experience. Whereas breathwork leaves you with like, like you said, like so zend out, so like such an amazing feeling, but there's affirmations involved in it too. So instead of like, oh my gosh, like I can't do that again. I'm not good at that. It's just like, you're saying things like I am enough. I am more than enough. And you're completely replacing, you're putting yourself purposely in that peak emotional experience to replace with, with, with the desires and the actions that you want to start taking. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, one more thing on the nervous system. I want to like share with our listeners, cause it's something that really helps me like kind of visually think about the nervous system and Shelly, let me know if I'm kind of off base with any of this, um, as I know that this is your, definitely your scope. But so when it comes to like the sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight versus the parasympathetic, the rest and digest side of things, it was really helpful for me to think about like uh, the like blood or just like overall resources in our body kind of get shuffled um, to like the, like, let's say we're in the fight or flight mode, 
our blood and whatever kind of gets shuffled out to our limbs, right? To our, um, to, you know, be able to fight. And so we're very, very activated in that way. And our body really doesn't give a shit about, you know, digesting our food, right? Correct. Or, or uh, you know, anything like that. We're like processing our emotions or, you know, just kind of um, those sort of processes that take place when we are resting. And so many of us live in like a chronic state of, you know, kind of that low grade, like fight or flight, or then the parasympathetic is going to be where all of your, um, not all, but like more of your resources are going to be allocated towards your digestion. And so that's kind of, um, and just, you know, your just being in that calm state, your body's going to be able to, um, do kind of more of those processes that you need to be calm for. So that was kind of like the visual that really helped me, um, kind of like differentiate the two in my brain. And also like, it's, it's super cool just that, you know, that this style of breath work, it's like, it's incorporating that like sympathetic side because I, for so long was like, oh, I just, you know, that's, that's the key is I just need to always live in that like sympath or parasympathetic side, like the calm state. But it's like, like just when it comes to, let's say like work or fitness, like going into that sympathetic state, uh, you know, intentionally with, and, and, um, you know, let's say like driving adaptation in the gym, there's so many benefits there that, you know, so it's like both are extremely important. We just have to make sure that it's like, we're balancing the two. Would you say that that's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You perfectly segued into the, the next kind of thing I want to highlight as it pertains to the science and the benefits before I do that, you gave such a beautiful explanation. And I think it's important to note that neither one of these um, can be on at the same time. So you cannot have your parasympathetic activated at the same time as your sympathetic. And that's where we run into issues because if we are like on this chronic low level stress, um, you can't just, even if we're like, oh no, I'm totally fine. Everything's chill. Like there's no such thing as like being chill and a little stressed at the same time. It's like one or the other. It's like a light switch. It's either on or it's off. Um, so So yeah, um, I want to explain a little bit about why it would be important to access that sympathetic. So, which is why we breathe with our mouth open. So if you look at any other type of breath work, it's going to suggest that you're doing nasal breathing because that is how we access the sympathetic, uh, I'm sorry, the parasympathetic nervous system. So all day long, I am like consciously aware of like, Am I breathing in through my nose? Am I taking nice belly breaths? Like that's something I'm constantly aware of because I want to be as calm as possible. But again, as I mentioned before, the reset breath, it accesses the whole autonomic nervous system, not just the one side, which is the parasympathetic. So, and we do access that at at the end. We close down our mouth um, after we've done all the work. And the cool thing is, is once we've done that, once we've stretched and we've released so much out of us, that's been stuck and stored when we, this is where the reset name comes back down. When we um, reset back down to the parasympathetic, we're a different person, right? We're resetting without so much baggage, without so much stuckness, without um, these subconscious beliefs that were maybe there before. So that that's like, Oh my God, it's just like so cool. I could talk about this all the time. Um, But I want you to really think about, you know, 
again, looking at literally the way we have these um, receptors, more receptors on the sympathetic side, we are meant to have short spurts of stress. We're literally meant to. Um, And as a society, we rarely experience, like we don't, we're not encountering like hunting where we're like real quick, like, you know, stress response, but we are encountering really small triggers throughout the day. And, and we've been told like stress is bad. Stress is bad. Yeah. The way that we are experiencing stress is not great. And we're so afraid of stress is also a really, really big problem. Um, and in fact, so many people and myself included, right. Who are, are been anxious their whole life, who are afraid of certain experiences is because we've not actually had strong enough, like a strong enough stimulus in a long time. Uh, most likely because we are afraid to engage in anything that can bring about emotions because we don't know how to process them. It's called experiential avoidance. Like, well, if I do that thing, that might, that might make me feel disappointed or that might make me feel like judged or things like that. So I'm just not going to do it because we don't actually know how to feel these things. Um, And so in that, from that regard, we're just in this chronic low level state of stress. And we have all these micro stresses. And now that is just everyone's new normal. So when we go through these peak experiences, the short spurts, right? Think of like hunting. What's that? I mean, I don't know. I don't have like the data in front of me, but like like a 30 minute hunt. Guess what? We're breathing for 25, 30 minutes. We're literally mimicking the big peak versus these teeny tiny little micro stresses that we have all day long that we're we're meant to have. And like I said before, it's like, we're not only experiencing that, allowing ourselves to release, like, I mean, like sometimes like people are taking their hands and like punching the floor and moving through whatever is coming up for them. But we're, again, we're replacing them. We're releasing, we're quite literally rewiring our biology because new neurons are firing and wiring together because we're stimulating the vagus nerve. Whereas like in, again, we live in a society where we're like behind our computers and like, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm going to repost this thing because it sounds nice, but we're not actually like, oh, like going and doing the thing that allows us to like feel like what it is that, that we need to feel. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Like the, the saying, <laughs> the saying, um, train hard, rest harder comes to mind when we're talking about like the, uh, kind of accessing that sympathetic state, like in training, it's the same kind of thing. It's like you are creating this like high stress sort of environment. You are very much, um, you know, stressing out your body when training, you're in that high stress state, but then you recover when you're able to like get into that rested state. Um, And so, yeah, it's kind of like a little parallel that my brain was making there. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So um, Shelly, share with us kind of little bit more i'm i'm curious like why why you end up feeling like maybe like trippy or like kind of like almost like high after you're done with breathwork at least that was definitely like my experience um i'm curious like is that common for like almost everyone or was that kind of just like a me thing and like why why might that happen yeah um i think it's pretty common it's like one of 
to me, like the coolest things, like you're literally getting high on your own supply. Um, is that like purely the DMT thing or is there like additional? Yeah. Well, so it could be that, um, the actual, like what the, the mechanics of what's happening is like the, when you breathe, um, there's, there's kind of like this pump near like your, your pelvis and your diaphragm. And when you're breathing, you're almost like you're utilizing this like old school, like a water pump. And so what's happening is you're pushing cerebral spinal fluid up and it's going up and around the part of your brain where the pineal gland is, and it's almost squeezing it. So that's where like, yeah, it can be, can be releasing DMT, but for sure you're releasing a ton of serotonin, oxytocin, like all the feel good chemicals, which is why you feel like so zened out, so blissed out. Um, but even like the, the way that I sometimes just feel like I'm like floating, like that kind of tingling sensation again, like I mentioned before, like you are literally oxygenating like every cell of your body. So like, I mean, your cells are like, I like visualize them as like shaking and moving and vibrating. Um, so that's kind of like the, the quick and dirty answer of that. Like there's definitely like mechanics that are happening, um, that are releasing like all the feel good chemicals. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so Shelly, how often should someone practice this style of breath work since it is so different, a little bit more sympathetic? How often do you recommend? Yeah. So the doctor that I learned under, he did it. Um, he did an experiment where he did it every day for a year. Um, so it is like safe enough to do that. There are certain people that this is not, not safe for, like, you want to make sure like you don't have any brain aneurysms or brain aneurysms. Um, (laughs) um, like you don't have any history of heart attack, definitely not for pregnant women, um, seizures, things like that. If you have a history of schizophrenia or bipolar, also not likely for you. Um, so there are, there are things to look out for when it comes to that, but for everyone else, like you can do it as often, um, as you would want right now. I do it about once a week, um, because, like I said, that's kind of also finding this balance of like, I mean, you got to breathe to get the full benefits, like 25, 30 minutes. Um, and not everybody has time or has the habits built up to, to do that every single day. Um, but you can absolutely be utilizing any of the other breathing modalities, like um, any of those like slow meditative type breathing, you're still going to get amazing benefits. Um, to, to utilizing those as well. And and that can be, even if you start with just like a minute or two every day could be amazing. Yeah. That's what I started doing was just a minute of like that calm uh, breathing daily. I like habit stacked it with something I do every single morning. Um, and I really like that. I, I used a, an app called breathwork, breathwork without the O and I, I enjoyed, um, it's just like an easy, like follow along type of thing. Um, but Shelly, share with us, you do, you lead classes, um, facilitating breath work, kind of what do those look like? Share with us the deets. Yes, I'd love to. So right now I'm hosting them virtually online. Um, they are $27 every month. There's a different theme. Um, so this next one is on June 11th at 5 PM Eastern. And this is going to be all about owning your worth. Um, it's super fun. It's such a vibe. Like there's like 
cool music with it. Like, um, if you can't make it live, there's there's always the option to watch uh, the recording. You'll have like seven days access to it. And then I'm in the um, process of creating almost like a breath like bundle. I've had so many people reach out to me and they're like, oh my God, I don't want to have to wait a whole month to do this. So I'm going to make some pre-recorded ones um, so that people can purchase that and do that in between the the monthly live themed ones. Nice. Um, I will be there on June 11th, by the way. I'm actually, I'm not sure though, because I am traveling to the beach that day. So I am not sure if I will be arriving before, but I really hope to be able to hop on. I was like, maybe I can do it in the car. I was like, no, that's, that's, no, you have to leave that. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, if you do do it when you arrive, you will be so zapped out for your beach trip. So (laughs) this is like multitasking over here. (laughs) Um, Anyways. Yeah. Me and Shelly are working on kind of, kind of maybe being a little less go, go, go for me over here and kind of, um, tapping into just like being, um, so yeah, we're having some great conversations going on right now about that. (laughs) Um, but thank you so much for coming on Shelly. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with? Um, but definitely also share where they can find you. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. This is so fun. I hope anyone that like has any questions or, something that was interesting. Like I love to talk about this stuff. You can find me mostly active on Instagram, Shelly Belk coaching. Um, you can check out my website, Shelly Belk coaching.com. That's where you'll find, um, all the info on breath work. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for having me, Anna. Yeah. Thanks for coming. And I will have all of Shelly's information in the show notes. Um, and highly recommend checking out her breath work class. Maybe, maybe you'll see me on there. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> but um, anyways, um, have a good rest of your day, everyone. And you too, Shelly. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.